20 in, uh, uh, in, in your books, page 120, and 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter three. <clears throat> uh, we've been uh, uh, talking about the importance of the Word of God, uh, and that we need the Word of God in our lives. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> so uh, we are uh, near the top of page uh, one twenty, and we are in the section that says God's Word can meet your needs. <clears throat> as, I, as I was thinking about this, I, I, I asked myself a question, and, and I, challenged, I challenged myself to this. I want to challenge you to the same thing. Is there, can, can you think of a problem that you're going to face in life that the answer is not in this book? Think, think hard. Is there, is there something in your life, a, 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 a scenario, a, a problem, a, whatever it is, is there something that this, that this book doesn't deal with? I don't believe there is. I, I sat and I, I ran through every kind of scenario I could think of and, and I, could, I could not come up with a, a part of life that the answer is not in this book. So this book has the answers to life. Now, does that mean we will always like the answers? No, absolutely not. So, your first blank here, the Bible is profitable for your life. <clears throat> the Bible is profitable for your, for your life. The, the Bible has the answers to guide us in every area of life. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and look at verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the author here has broken down uh, these four different categories to kind of help define what they are. Um, doctrine. Uh, the first one is doctrine. It teaches us what we uh, believe. Um, in, my, in my notes here, I have a little, little sticky note here that I, that I put in here. Um, Doctrine, why is doctrine so important? Somebody? Okay, it's the basis of what we believe. Brandon? Okay, it unites us, absolutely. Okay, it guides us, yes. Okay, it tells us who God is. Okay. Uh, Rick? Okay, it, it navigates us, it guides us, absolutely. Okay, A anybody else? I'm sorry? It's God's Word, okay? Okay, it keeps us in God's will. Anybody else? It, right, it's our guidepost. Uh, 
For those of you that are in construction, it's our plumb line. Okay? Um, Jason said it's the foundation of our faith. It's the foundation of our faith. What I what I what I wrote here in my in my notes is is feelings versus fact. Feelings versus fact. Can we get to the point in our lives where we feel something so strongly that I want to be careful how I say this. Um, that doctrine is not important. We can't. Absolutely. Hopefully we wouldn't. But I, I guarantee that everybody in this room at one time or another has opted feelings over fact. Because I, I've had people straight up tell me, well, I don't care what the Bible says. I, I feel that I'm right. Yeah, we get so caught up in the narrative of it. Yes. Exactly. See, and it, it, doctrine separates fact from feelings. And it helps us not allow us, it helps us to separate our feelings so that we can then deal with fact. Or truth is another word. <clears throat> I use fact and feeling just because it alliterates. <laughs> okay, uh, reproof. Uh, it shows us uh, where we are wrong. Um, you know, how many times have you heard a sermon or or read in the Word of God and 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 come across something and thought, you know what, I'm wrong. Hopefully, we all have. It's called yeah, it's called conviction. Okay, the next one is correction. It it tells us how to get back on track when we are wrong. You know, those those of us that are parents, you know. How many of you raised perfect children? Now, I know my parents did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so, <clears throat> moving on. Um, so, no, what, what, is, what does a parent want to do? A, a parent wants to correct their children, not, not because we hate our children, but why? Because we want them to, to, to walk the right path. That's why we do it. Correction. And then the last one is instruction. It gives direction for our daily living uh, and truth. A daily, <clears throat> daily living. Every day, step by step. Not looking, not looking and being fearful of the future, but learning how to live in the here and now. That's how important the Word of God is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every one of these are, are, are vital for a Christian who, would, uh, who wants to build their lives upon the foundation of truth. Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. 
<clears throat> Next blank. Uh, the Bible nourishes your spiritual growth. Nourishes your spiritual growth. Uh, <clears throat> just as a baby will grow, will not grow uh, without milk, so a Christian will not grow without the Word of God. Uh, we should hunger for uh, God's Word spiritually, just as we hunger for <clears throat> for food physically. Uh, this uh, this afternoon, uh, my wife and I, <clears throat> uh, we were eating lunch, and we had we were eating leftover uh, tri-tip. Isn't that isn't that horrible? Yeah. I, I just you know, it was you know, yeah. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I thought of you the whole time, George. <laughs> but you, you know, the other day, uh, our our. our Sitting at lunch today, yeah, just slugging down this, this, you know, you know, hating every minute of the tri-tip. Um, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, as we were sitting here eating lunch, I, I told Melanie, I said, you know, for the last three weeks or two weeks, yeah, the last two weeks, I feel like I've done nothing but eat. Because my, yeah, my sister and her brother, her her brother. I'm her brother. Um, my <laughs> my sister and brother-in-law were in town. Tim, Tim Tim's been in town for about a week, and you know we've had people over. We've been we've been going to your house, and we've been going up to Steve's ice cream, <gasps> uh, and then and then we got yogurt once. And I mean, it's like it's like I am just like I'm done eating. I I'm just I'm done. I you know I just. But, <clears throat> but the the food the the problem is this. It was not that I mean I eat every day, obviously. Um, but it's it wasn't the fact that we eat every day. It's the 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 rich food that we've been eating. It's just it's not our normal diet. Okay, we've not had a salad in like two weeks. Okay, a week. It seems like two weeks. <laughs> It just it, we've been out of our routine of eating our quote unquote normal food, and we've been eating ribs and and tri-tip and enchiladas and you know and just I mean it's like oh man I, I'm just I I need to get back to a normal diet. But let let's apply this spiritually. Isn't that how we should gorge ourselves on the Word of God? We should be eating steak every day out of the Word of God. Enchiladas. <laughs> Creamy chicken enchilada. Oh, man, they're so good. But, but he doesn't want to eat any. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I want to, but I, 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 I'm going to kill myself if I keep eating like that. Because, you know, it's not healthy to eat like that. But spiritually... Yeah, yeah. But spiritually, you know, what do we do with the Word of God oftentimes? I know I'm guilty of this, just getting little snacks here and there. Just reading, okay, oh, all right, I got 10 minutes. Let me sit down and read my Bible. That That's not what God wants. He wants us to desire a meal. That's how we should be looking at the Word of God. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. 
<clears throat> yeah, George called me the other day as I was cutting the ribs. I was getting ready to throw them on the grill. So that and was a large yeah, it was a large family dinner. Tim was in town and all that. And uh, <clears throat> and the ribs. Hey, George, don't worry about it. The ribs were horrible. <laughs> First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Now, <clears throat> what is that baby's name that was Samuel. Samuel was born yesterday. He's he's right at 24 hours old right now. What do you think he's doing about now? He if he he's he's either sleeping or crying because he wants to eat. Isn't that what babies do? <laughs> well, then they fall asleep. So, you know, <clears throat> that that is the picture here that God is trying to paint for us. Just as a baby will cry to desire that milk, that is the, that is the kind of desire that we need for the Word of God. <clears throat> Lasting growth in a Christian uh, life can only come through transforming power of the Word of God. Let us now look at how we can uh, make God's word part of our regular routine. So uh, the next category here is God's word should be in your routines. God's word should be in your routines. Uh, Hold on a second. Let me move this out of the way. Um, For the word of God to impact you personally. You must encounter it regularly. In other words, it must be uh, part of your daily living. So I want to ask you a question. And I I, I sat long and hard and thought about this. How many ways can you read or slash study your Bible? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so we you can listen to it. Okay. Uh, uh, what's another way that we can study or 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 read the Bible? YouTube. <laughs> okay, sit down and physically read it. But okay. Okay, word study. Okay, there there are sometimes when I'm reading. Uh, in fact, I did this just the other day. I I ran across something, and I thought, hmm, well, I wonder what that means. And I pulled out some commentaries and look, turned on my uh, computer and started playing around and trying to search it out and figure out what that you know what that what that means and so that you can do that you can do a character study you know you can uh, that's just one of the things that my dad likes to do is is read about different characters in the bible and get their history and their you know who they are so that when you read what they write it it it, it sometimes it helps you it helps make sense okay what are some other ways we can study yes ma'am okay meditating on it um okay uh, that, this is a good point. What is the difference 
between meditating and memorizing? Okay. All right, Rick. There you go. There, there you go. That 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 gets the it gets it from here to here. And meditating on the Word of God. Okay. What's another way that we can we can study? Okay. Uh, Break, break the okay because the Bible is not written chronologically. It is written in groups. Uh, you have the the first five books of the of the Old Testament called the the, the Pentateuch or the Law, okay. And and then what what are what are some of the other sections of the of the? Okay, you got the poetical books, the the minor prophets, the major prophets, the the Pauline Pauline epistles. Pauline epistles. It's the it's the it's the books that Paul wrote. It's okay, uh, and then you have the Gospels. You know, so you have these categories that you can study. Uh, absolutely. What what are some other ways you can study? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I, exactly. Brian, did you have your hand up? Right. Yeah. Reading reading the Bible chronologically helps helps you put uh, dates and times in perspective because uh, you know the Bible is not written that way. So sometimes it can be confusing. Especially in the Old Testament, when you start bouncing around and and you know in the with the especially I think more so with the major prophets, it, it gets really confusing. Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yes. And then, of course, with my artwork, so a lot of times um, I basically challenged it. So studying Paul's and the studying the journeys significantly is by reading it and then putting my name in the map. Mm-hmm. And that's inherent without cheating. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, sir. We also study historically and not chronologically, yep. but how it relates to the history. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Also, scientific. We look at the scientific method to it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Lori? There, there, I was getting, I was just getting ready to go there. I, yeah. And the one that you recommended to me was it two years ago, I think. Yeah, probably about two years ago, yeah. And also that episode that was posted, I think, the book of the Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vines, Vines, is it? Oh, the Wearsby books? No. I have that. Yeah. Oh, Matthew Henry's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew Henry's good. Uh, uh, I I like Warren Wearsby, J. Vernon McGee. Um, uh, 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 um, Bible knowledge commentary. It's a two it's a two volume set. You can get pretty reasonably. Um, um, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I, I but anyway, that we have a we used to have some really cool helps over here, um, but uh, th- these kind of things are are really really helpful, um, and I like I like to read a variety of of commentator ter- commentators. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I've c- kind of contemplated, I'm I'm not quite sure if we're going to do it, but th- there's a there's a circle uh, timeline that that you can get in poster form, and it's 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 a huge poster, and it's in circle. It's a big circle, but it's a timeline of the biblical history, and it's and it's amazing for visual people to stand there and look at that and see, wow, you know, so and so was alive when Moses was alive, and 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 you know, uh, especially in the Old Testament, it's it's phenomenal. That this this thing is just, but it's but it's it's huge. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. Group Bible studies. <laughs> yeah, but man, imagine that. You need a you ha- you ask a question. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Is that I will um, find some audio and play it while I'm speaking. 
Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I, I personally, when, when things are kind of closing in on me, I, 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 I just open up the Psalms. I just start reading. I, I'll just randomly open up to the Psalms and just start reading. That's what I do. Okay, let me say this. I believe every Christian should own the treasury of David. It's a five-volume set of the, of the Psalms. It is absolutely incredible. Because it was, it was written by Spurgeon. It was written by Spurgeon, 17, 1800s, something like that. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you're if you're reading the psalm, I hardly ever read the psalm without the, the treasury of David uh, alongside it. It is so insightful because he he goes he has studied the history like you did, like you talked about. He studied the history. He he knows the culture, and he explains when David is writing the psalm what preceded the psalm, and and I'll tell you, oh it is it is it is absolutely incredible. It's called the Treasury of David. Um, it is so old that you can pick up uh, copies of it. Okay, it was 1800s, but it's still it's copyright. There's no copyright on it. Um, for all five. Oh, okay. So I'm sure you, I, I I don't have a problem buying used books. You can buy used books online. But if you can afford it, you need to get the treasure of David. It, it is phenomenal when you're reading and studying the, the, the Psalms. Um, one of the things that I would highly recommend is to change up the way you study the Word of God. Don't, don't get stuck in a rut thinking that, okay, I, I started... Well, you know, one of the mistakes that I've, that I've made in the past is like, yeah, okay, I've wanted to, I, I challenged myself one time to read, the, read through the Bible in a year. Well, I got about halfway through the year, maybe two-thirds of the way through the year, and it was like, you know what, I, I, wanted, I, want, to, I want to read something else, but no, 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 I'm, I've got to do this. And, but the God was leading me to do something else. And, and, I, and later, looking back at it, I thought, you know, that's, that was silly. I should have been doing what God wants me to do, not what my calendar tells me to do. So change it up. Don't get stuck in a rut. <clears throat> One of the things I do is I'm constantly changing how I study. Uh, some days I do word studies. Some days I do character studies. Some days I just read. Uh, right now uh, I, I'm reading uh, in the book of Genesis, and you know I, I just I'm, I, every day every day I try to do a little different something different. Why do you think that's important? Keep it alive. Exactly, exactly. The key is your next blank. Read it daily. Spend time in the book every single day. Read it daily. <clears throat> Even as we need physical nourishment daily, we should be daily taking in the nourishment of God's word. Look at Job. <clears throat> 
If you don't know where Job is, it is just before the book of Psalms. <clears throat> Job chapter 23. Yeah, but the, the verse is not there. <laughs> The reference is there, but the. <laughs> okay, some chapter or some Job chapter twenty-three in verse twelve. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of my lips. Excuse me, of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Um, <clears throat> more than my necessary food. I had a I, I had a professor in college uh, used to say used to tell us, uh, and he used to teach a seven o'clock class. Can you imagine having to be up and awake and ready to to be taught at seven o'clock in the morning? It was horrible. I hated seven o'clock classes. But anyway, seven o'clock rolls around. And this this 90-some-odd-year-old man would stand there. Well, he was in his 80s when he taught me, uh, 80-some years old, would would tell us, hey, if you you haven't spent time in the Word, if you've eaten breakfast and haven't spent time in the Word of God, you're wrong. Yeah, he said said, that was his motto, no Bible, no breakfast. And... uh, I'll be honest with you. I've I've not been as faithful as as he has been in that area. Um, David T. Gilwatt says, "No Facebook, no Facebook." Yeah, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> uh, one of the best habits uh, you can develop to help your spiritual growth is to set aside time uh, to daily read the Word of God. This is not simply a three-month assignment. But uh, for a, a, a discipleship course, it is a lifelong habit of growing Christians. <clears throat> it is important that we set aside a certain time every single day to spend time in the Word. It is you, you've got to do it. You just you 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 have to do it. Um, I personally uh, try to do mine in the morning. Um, I'm just the kind of person that 90% of what I'm going to accomplish is before 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's just who I am. You can ask my wife. You know, after 2 o'clock, if I try to sit down and study, my my brain is dead. I just, I've got so much, so much swirling in my head to sit down and shut it all off so that I can study. it's, It's almost impossible. So I, I try and read my Bible in the morning. Uh, I know people that are just the opposite of me. That, you know what, their best time of the day is in the evening. After they've had a long, hard day at work, they can come home, they can shut it all off, they can get into the Word. Hey, whatever works for you. But whatever it is, stick to it and do it. <clears throat> um, here are some uh, brief tips to help uh, you gain 
the most from your Bible reading. Set a time and place to read regularly. Follow a Bible reading plan. Uh, Ask God, and this number three is important, ask God to guide you before you read. You know, that's that's critical. Again, you know, like Joyce said, there there are days that, honestly, you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed maybe. I don't know. Or those days where you get woke up by phone calls and and the world by, you know, by six o'clock in the morning, the the world's already spinning out of control. You know, I, I, I will almost always default to one of the Psalms. Why? Because it helps calibrate me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, that's another thing. You know, there's 31 Proverbs, uh, and I know people that along with their Bible reading, they'll read a proverb a day. Whatever day of the month it is, they just read that proverb. So uh, number four, ask questions about what you read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can write that next to it. Text your pastor questions. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, Brandon. I, Brandon and Lori. You know, uh, you know. It's it's funny because uh, a lot of times <clears throat> when Lori texts me, it's in the morning, and yeah, I know. But it's it's funny because uh, some you know a lot of times my phone will be laying on the bed or whatever, and it'll go off and. Melanie say, oh, Lord, he's got another question. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, that that's okay. Yeah, it's better to ask questions than to go around ignorant, wondering. You know, and a lot of times, uh, what, you know, what I've done with Lori and, and what I do with Brandon is I try and force them to find it. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, number five, keep a journal or a notebook uh, to record uh, 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 verses and passages that the Holy Spirit uh, applies in your life. Now, I will be honest here. Uh, that doesn't work for me. I, I don't journal well. Uh, some people, my wife is an excellent journal journal type person. Well, but she journals a whole lot more than I do. I have a really nice journal on my desk, and I've had it for probably about a year. I think there's three or four entries in it. <clears throat> well, they probably do, but um, but it, for for some people, it is a it is a great way to help remember, because when you write something, it helps you remember it. Okay. Uh, he, Your next blank here, page uh, 122. Hear it constant, uh, consistently. Excuse me. Hear it consistently. Now, uh, uh, in addition uh, to your, hold on, let me move my note here. Uh, uh, In addition to your daily Bible reading, you need to hear uh, the preaching and teaching of the uh, of of God's word in church. Uh, Romans. Turn over to Romans. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. 
So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The other day, well, I shouldn't say the other day. It's been, what, two, three weeks ago since the Moors were here? Uh, the end of May. Uh, uh, John and Audrey Moore were here. And <clears throat> uh, while, while Audrey was speaking to the ladies at the, at the, at the ladies' brunch thing, uh, I took John and the, the two girls uh, out in the desert to look for horses. And... I was so impressed by something. I, I, I just, it, I was just so impressed. As we were, as we were going through uh, looking for horses, we came across a. There's a. There's a, out over here behind uh, that two-story building out on 95 that's empty. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Back behind there, there's a couple of, of, of springs back there, natural springs, and <clears throat> I pointed out to, you know, John and I were talking, and I said, oh, you see over there where those, those green trees are, um, there's a spring over there. And he, and he stopped, and he, he looked at his two girls, and he said, hey, he says, hey, you know how we've been reading in Psalm about the trees planted by the rivers of water? And how, and, and they are like, yes, sir. And he's like, he says, see those trees over there? That is, that is what your life will be like if you plant yourself in the love of God. And I went, wow. That is an incredible teaching moment. And he took advantage of it and he taught, he was teaching his, his little girls the importance of planting themselves in the word of God. And what it, what the the visual the visual impact of that for a small child? Learning to apply it, and we're going to be talking about this in a minute, but meditating on it uh, continually. But before we do that, I want to I want to I want to stay with the hearing, uh, hear it hear it uh, constantly, consistently, hearing it consistently. How can we hear the Word of God consistently? Okay, you talked about uh, uh, CDs or DVDs, okay? How else can we hear it consistently? Okay, being in church faithfully. What, what's another way? Okay, keeping your conversa conversations centered around the Word of God. Okay, sermon, yes, yes. Songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Um, one of the one of the uh, uh, apps that I use when I when I uh, typically when I drive out to the prison because it's about an hour drive is I'll put on a sermon from a, an app called Sermon Audio. 
But you have to be careful there because every nut job in the world that preaches a sermon puts it, puts it on sermon audio. So you need to be careful who you listen to. <laughs> but but it's a great it's a great way. And there's there's other uh, apps that we can get for our phones. Um, uh, there are Bible apps that uh, I, I, you said you listen to when you, as you're falling asleep, right? Um, is it a is it a, a app based thing that you? Okay, you know, but because um, uh, you know, the, in our in our electronic world that we live in, there are all kinds of ways that we be, can be connected to the Word of God today. Charles Stanley, yeah. Um, uh, there, there's there's a lot of good Bible teachers out there that we can be listening to. Um, but there's, there's, there's all kind of ways to do it. Um, one of the, uh, we have, uh, I, I don't know which, what it's called, but we have a music thing on our phones that I, I li- we listen to, uh, uh, good, good Christian music that we, we, uh, we listen to. And <clears throat> you know, the, the, it, it is so easy to be connected to the Word of God now. Uh, there really is no excuse. Oh yeah, Chris and movies. I didn't even think about that. Um, but um, anyway, so um, <clears throat> let's see. Okay, we have about five minutes. So um, meditate on it continually. Okay, we talked about meditating. Um, <clears throat> well, let's see. This is going to be a long section here. So let's go ahead. And... Okay. Well, we'll we'll go until they till the kids get here. Um, refuse. Uh, did you put up the meditate slide, Chris? Okay. Uh, refuse to simply let God's word go in one ear and out the other. The key is to let God's word transform your heart, mind, and actions. Uh, uh, is to meditate, to think on, uh, so it, we can obey it. Joshua, turn over to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shall... Uh, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Now, at the beginning of this verse, does it kind of sound like... Let's read it again. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. So is that is that saying that you are to bring it in to your heart, your life, but it's not supposed to exit your mouth? And, but that's, isn't that what it says? It shall not depart? Okay. 
actually it is a double negative. Okay, so if you if you write in your Bible like I do, I, I wrote in there <coughs> double negative. So what is a double negative? It cancels itself out. So what are we supposed to do with the Word of God? Constantly talk about it. Constantly talk about it. For the <coughs> book of the for the for this book of the law shall constantly depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe uh, to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt, um, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So, do you want to have a successful life? And I'm not talking about riches. Okay, do you want to have? Do you want to raise godly children? Do you want to have happiness and peace and contentment in your life? Center it around this book. Meditate on it. Talk about it. Share it with people. Turn over to Psalm, <clears throat> chapter one. Oh, we already read that. We already read Psalm. Okay, Psalm nineteen. Turn there. Psalm 119, 119, that's what it says, 119. Do as it says, not as I say. Okay, before we get to Psalm 119, verse 11, let's, uh, get, I'll give you the next blank. One of the uh, uh, disciple, uh, discipl disciplines of meditation is to begin memorizing scripture so you have it available to think on okay so if you if you don't memorize it you can't meditate on it okay so psalm 119 verse 11 thy word have i hid in mine heart that i might not sin against thee so <clears throat> you can't meditate on it if it's not there uh, you already uh, be, you are already beginning to memorize scripture uh, in the weekly assignments. Hopefully, you're doing the assignments at the end of each chapter. Uh, determine now that you will make scripture memory and ongoing uh, and ongoing review uh, of what you are learning a lifetime habit. Choose these verses to memorize based on what you are learning or areas you know uh, you need to grow in. Uh, like, like Joy said, you, you know, uh, again, going back to the book of Psalms, memorize those verses. If, 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 if you've read something that encourages you, memorize it. Why? Do you think maybe in the future you're going to need to be encouraged again? Okay? Memorize them. Uh, <clears throat> There you go. Uh, for instance, uh, if you are struggling with worry, uh, you might memorize Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Anybody know that verse? Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. First uh, Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Anybody know that one? Huh? Oh. 
Oh, I don't know. I just I just repeated what she started. So Okay. So anyway, you get the idea. Um she started, I finished it. So we got the address wrong, you know. Um uh the principle is still there. You, you, you understand? Um uh so uh you have those verses in your mind and heart to think on when you begin to worry. God's word has the truth you need for every area of your life. Uh, in Appendix C, which is in the back of the book, uh, is a list of verses related to various topics that you may find helpful. So <clears throat> worry would be one of them. Uh, I, I did not look at Appendix C, but I'm sure there are different topics that are fairly common that you we could all uh, benefit with. So... Okay, it's quarter after. Uh, the kids should be down here soon, so let's pray.